Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. And now the moment we've been waiting for is here. Previously on the Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, we talk about it quite a bit, and we love to have you chime in uh, on many forms of social media. However you like to reach out to the Woody and Wilcox Show, we really do appreciate those of you that uh, that do it on a regular basis. Whether it's our Facebook page or uh, on Twitter, at Woody and Wilcox, on Instagram, at Woody and Wilcox. We also have a voicemail, and it's there for you 24-7, obviously, like voicemail is. And we call it the Fez line because the first three numbers spell out Fez. It's Fez, F-E-Z, 3200. That's 704 Fez, 3200. And uh, we probably haven't been getting into it as much as we should have anyway. And something came in last night that I felt like we needed to address. Um, Maybe a few weeks ago, we reminisced about an old, old Fez line call that we'd gotten that was always one of our favorites. And it was based off of a clip of audio that we used to play all the time from another talk show host, Glenn Beck. Yeah. Uh, I'll play that clip for you first before we get into this new Fez line call. You don't care about the trillions of dollars to bail out the banks and all the uh, the, the credit card companies. Kathy, get off my phone! Get off my phone, you little pinhead! I don't care. You people don't care about the trillions. Get off my phone! <laughs> <laughs> Always been one of our favorite right. things. Always. Get off my phone! Six tons of porn! Right, there's that too, yeah. Six tons of porn! So then we got a Fezline call from a guy who had taken that audio and made his own call out of it. One of the greatest uh, calls ever. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was always one that we held in very high regard, and it was actually from uh, Glenn Beck's son. Hey, Woody and Wilcox. This is Greg Beck, Glenn Beck's son. I think it's terrible that you would make fun of him for... Hold hold on a second. Yeah, Dad. Yeah, I'm on the phone. Yeah, yeah, I know it's your phone, but... Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll get off in a second. Okay, well, just just give me a second, Dad. Dad, off my phone, you little Dad, Dad, no, I'm defending you. Oh. <laughs> One of the classics. One of the greatest. One of the classics. Yep. And, and periodically like to bring it back just so that you can see, oh, okay, that's, you know, there's a high watermark occasionally for the Fez line, and mm-hmm. that's one of them. Now to the call that we got last night, which is also in the rich tradition of taking a clip of audio that we play quite a bit on the air and weaving it into your own Fezline call. Here's the initial clip before I get to the new Fezline call. You remember this 911 call? 911, what's the location of the emergency? On top of the Glacier Brew House. What's going on up there? What's going on? I just got dive-bombed and attacked by two seagulls. It's just shit over me and my dog, and apparently a lady walking by says they've been up there all week doing that. Okay. People attacking people with dogs. Two seagulls. Why are you calling 911 for this? 
Well, what are you guys going to do about it? Don't they do anything about nuisance birds? No. Who does that? N- nobody, sir. Walk somewhere else. Goodbye. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've maybe heard that clip a time or two. Well, last night on our voicemail, this comes in. I mean, my car near the glacial brew house. What's going on? What's going on? I just got shot on by these two guys on the radio. These Woody and Wilcox guys are talking about some ridiculous shot report and shitting all over me and my dog. And apparently a lady walks by and said they've been up there all week doing that. Shitting on people, but putting a G at the end of the word to try to be funny. These two freaking jokers on the radio. Why are you calling 911 for this? Well, what are you guys going to do about it? Don't you guys do something about nuisance radio show hosts? Who does that? Nobody, sir. Fuck somewhere else. Goodbye. Wow. That is solid work. That is, uh, and I know, by the way, because I've now since had a conversation with this guy who left this message. He is a podcast listener, lives in New Mexico, and left that last night for us. Eric is his name, by the way. I mean, my car near the glacial brew house. What's going on? What's going on? I just got shot on by these two guys on the radio. These Woody and Wilcox guys are talking about some ridiculous shot report. And all over me and my dog. And apparently a lady walks by and said they've been up there all week doing that. Shitting on people, but putting a G at the end of the word to try to be funny. These two freaking jokers on the radio. Why are you calling 911 for this? Well, what are you guys going to do about it? Don't you guys do something about nuisance radio show hosts? Who does that? Nobody, sir. Fuck somewhere else. Bye-bye. So it's always available to you at 704-FEZ, F-E-Z, 3200. And... You've had a good example laid out for you. The bar has been raised. Mm-hmm. That's not to take anything away from the guy who did one of the greatest Jimmy Stewart impressions of all time on the Fez line. What's up there, fellas? It's your boy, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> but a little bit better, maybe. Well, a lot. Maybe. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Fozzie Bear. Ah, wacka, wacka, banana cream pie. Right. Maybe, maybe not, or maybe a little bit better than that. I'm not sure. Hola, Chelsea. Right. Es tu amigo Scott. Yeah. Ay, mami, te quiero mucho. Dos, dos, siete. So, always there for you at 704-FEZ-3200. This is your boy, Richard Simmons. I'm okay, Chelsea. (laughs) The following program is for entertainment purposes only. Really? That's amazing. It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. They simply couldn't imagine being without each other with Woody. Ah, what the hell is the matter with you? And Wilcox. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! This is Woody and Wilcox Show. This is insanity! The Woody and Wilcox Show. This is like, you know, when you're getting your legs waxed and they whip that thing off real fast. That's what this is like. And now, it's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I've been through this a million times in all my years in the theater. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Let's just do a good show, okay? Everybody do a good show. What's up, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're letting you do the show today. <laughs> Chelsea and I have decided it's yes. Wilcox show. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. Um... I really appreciate, and we talk about this, I feel like, probably right at this time of the morning uh, a lot, and that is the people who are ringing in uh, on our social media, whether it's the Fez line like you just heard in the replay or 
you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. I wanted to highlight Jacob, who had sent us a message on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page. And over the weekend, there's a lot going on. If you're a sports fan, obviously there's stuff like the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Now you had uh, golf. You had uh, NASCAR. You had the NFL draft. Sure. Wrapped Mm -hmm. up on uh, Saturday. Oh, it's not still going? No, that ended Saturday, Chelsea. So just three days. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times... Uh, people will send in stuff from various sporting events that sounds dirty, taken out of context, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Really appreciate that. I don't think I'd ever had anyone do what Jacob did, and that was give me a transcript of what was said during the NFL draft, a la fun with the NFL draft. Stuff that sounds dirty, taken out of context. And in this particular case, it was because... And we've talked about this guy before. Jake Butt of the uh, Michigan Wolverines was drafted in the fifth round by the Denver Broncos. That's right. And so Jacob has sent me a transcript of what was said by the um, analysts in relation to Jake Butt being drafted by the Broncos. I'm going to quote exactly what Jacob said. Denver Broncos' fifth-round pick analysis of Jake Butt. Butt is a great tight end with the ability to receive. Even though Butt got tore up the last time he played, Butt is tougher than people think and can really take a pounding. (laughs) Denver's tight ends were looser than most would like last year and were considered to be a gaping hole that needed to be filled. Elway filled that tight end hole. Thank you, Jacob, for your fun with NFL draft analysis. I didn't watch it. I wasn't recording, so I don't have any of the actual audio, but that's about as close as we're going to get, thanks to Jacob. So you're doing the Lord's work. Hmm. You really, really are, right? Doesn't that make you feel a little bit better about Monday morning? Huh? Plus, uh, there's a guy, Jake Butt, who's Going to be heard from a lot more now that he's playing in the NFL, oh, right? So this is going to be that. this is going to be good for all of us. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a collective nation, the mile high butt that we we can talk about. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm 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 so new to this. I just don't want to get on board. You're new to this. You say I want to get on board. I I don't know about mile high butt. I guess sure. I mean I. I don't need you to throw out scenarios. <laughs> no, I think we can all this. just agree this is going to be good. Yes. How and exactly how? I I, I don't know, but uh, it can't be bad. Let's put it that way. Um, so, couple things. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the uh, White House Correspondents Dinner over the weekend. That happened. And Samantha B over on TBS did her not the White House correspondence dinner. That happened. And a hello to an old friend who made an appearance on that show that we hadn't seen in a long time. That was pretty funny. Uh, and if you didn't catch it or you did, uh, I've got some audio and I want us all to assess 
how that played out. Did it go like we thought it would? You know I love roasts. This essentially was a roast. Mm. And uh, I've got some of that audio and more. And we'll get to that coming up next in The Shad. The Woody and Wilcox Show. And now it's time for The Shad Report. Stuff happening around the globe. Uh... Yeah, the, the G is silent. Beep, 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 beep. On the Woody and Wilcox Show. All right, so the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner over the weekend. This is uh, something that maybe was never on your radar before. May- maybe still isn't, although I feel like this year it got way more discussion than it ever has before. Usually the way this works is, and Woody, correct me if I'm wrong, in the years that we've been doing the show, we'll come in Monday morning and we'll be like, did you know the White House Correspondents' Dinner was on this weekend? That's exactly how it And goes. then we'll always say, why do I not know when this comes on? It's one of our favorite events that used to be on C-SPAN, but it's now not on C-SPAN. It's become more mainstream, obviously, and then, of course, there's a whole new thing this year with Trump not going. But it's a roast. It's a it's a comedic thing. And one of the things that was so fun about it was a lot of times the president would actually do what I'm going to call stand up. I mean, there's no other place where you get to see that. It would be people making fun of the president, of all the members of the press. There'd be people slamming Wolf Blitzer. I mean, this was fun. This was a roast. And then the president would get up and he would roast people himself and others. And I thought, I never know when this is on. But in the aftermath, we'd always listen to the clips and be like, this is fantastic. Well, this year it became such a big deal because uh, Trump, for the first time since I think they said 81, uh, was a, a sitting president, didn't go. I mean, you don't have to. And he was like, I'm not doing it. By the way, in 81, the reason why the president didn't go is because he got shot. Right. That right. was that was when Reagan, like a, literally like a month earlier, got shot. And he was like, maybe I won't make the White House dinner thing. Uh, but he even apparently called in. <laughs> like So he, he had been shot a month earlier, Reagan, and he called in from Camp David still to like take part in this thing. But Trump didn't want to do it. So um, who ended up hosting it? This guy who was uh, from The Daily Show. Hassan Minaj is his name, and I didn't get to see it. Here's the other thing. On Friday, we talked about this, and it said that it was going to be on at 7 o'clock on CNN. Well, I set the DVR for 7 o'clock. It said White House Correspondents' Dinner on my guide, and then it wasn't the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It was like a lead-up, and it was all these talking heads on CNN <sighs> talking about what was going to happen. And I so I had this whole—and I'm fast-forwarding through this on Sunday, like, where is it? They had to do a red carpet, you know, who's wearing what. So I, it started later, I guess. I don't know. But I, I did gather some clips together and see what you think. I mean, I'm not—I I, I wasn't— Here's Hassan Minaj talking about uh, stuff at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. The leader of our country is not here. And that's because he lives in Moscow. It is a very long flight. It'd be hard for Vlad to make it. Vlad can't just make it on a Saturday. It's a Saturday. As for the other guy, I think he's in Pennsylvania because he can't take a joke. You know, a lot of people told me, Hassan, if you go after the administration, it would be petty, unfair, and childish. In other words, presidential. So here we go. I get why Donald Trump didn't want to be roasted tonight. By the looks of him, he's been roasting nonstop for the past 70 years. (laughs) Historically, the president usually performs at the correspondence dinner, but I think I speak for all of us when I say he's done far too much bombing this month. What do you think so far? I, 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 something's weird about the timing. Mm -hmm. I feel like if the, the delivery were different, it might hit better. It feels cheap when he's not there. 
Honestly, it, it might have been better if he was there. It feels like the internet, like making, you know, it, it, I don't like it. There's more. He tweets at 3 a.m. sober. <laughs> Who is tweeting at 3 a.m. sober? Donald Trump, because it's 10 a.m. in Russia. Those are business hours. Change your mind at all? I was better, maybe. There's more. Mike Pence wanted to be here tonight, but his wife wouldn't let him because apparently one of you ladies is ovulating. So good job, ladies. Because of you, we couldn't hang out with Mike Pence. I do not see Steve Bannon. I do not see Steve Bannon. Nazi Steve Bannon. Nazi Steve Bannon. Jeff Sessions gonna be here tonight? He was busy doing a pre-Civil War reenactment. <laughs> On his RSVP, he just wrote no, just no, which happens to be his second favorite N-word. <laughs> I always love a big groan. I don't care what's going on. I love it when he says something and everybody's like, oh no. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> so that was whatever you think about it. I, and I'd never seen, I'll be honest, I'd never seen him do his stuff before. I've only seen him on The Daily Show. So that was all new for me. So, of course, then over on TBS, Samantha B mm-hmm. was doing her thing, and she called it not the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And an old friend dropped by. You see, Will Ferrell came out and redid his George Bush impression. I did, as a matter of fact, yes. Here was that, if you missed it. I'll be honest, I never liked you guys in the press. Our, uh, our relationship was sometimes strained, uh, contentious. You guys would always sneak up on me with gotcha questions like, why are we going to war? Gotcha. <laughs> why did you not respond to Hurricane Katrina? Gotcha. <laughs> what is your middle name? Gotcha. I just wish someone had told me that all you have to say is fake news over and over again. You know, that could be your answer for everything. Yeah. Oh, and and here's a fashion update for you, Mr. Trump. The tie stops at the belt. Okay. A big, long tie that goes past your mid thigh does not mean what you think it means. I wish his tie did go past his mid-thigh. Wouldn't that be fantastic? too tangled up. (laughs) So that was from the Samantha Bee, not the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Always good to see Will Ferrell. I don't care what's happening. Right. Um, We've got a round of It Happened in Florida, and we're going to hit that for you coming up next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So what's going to happen here is a round of It Happened in Florida, which means Woody and I are going to share three stories real quick, all of them true stories, But one of them happening in the Sunshine State, which is where everything strange originates in this great land of ours. You know that. So we celebrate by playing It Happen in Florida. You can get in and compete at 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's going to kick it off with story number one. Fellas, don't argue with your girlfriend. Why? Because it leads to thousands of people not having power at their house, right? Mm. I'm not familiar. Well, in story number one, a man and a woman who've been dating for some time got into a bit of an argument. What happens when you get into an argument with your girlfriend? You steal her purse and then you set it on fire. And then after you set her purse on fire, you throw it over a fence. 
Now the flaming purse catches a tree on fire. The flaming tree sets a power pole on fire. Power pole comes down. Thousands of people in the neighborhood now without power. Flaming purse, by the way, was great at Lollapalooza. I thought they were really underrated. Yeah, Yeah, they really stepped up their game. Uh, The value of the tree, the city says, is $3,000. That was gone. And our friend in story number one has been arrested. I guess the good news is his girlfriend, after the argument and before he set her purse on fire, videotaped the whole thing so there was no getting out of it for him. Was it in Florida where he's got second-degree arson charges after getting into an argument with his girlfriend? Story number two has to do with something that maybe is a little bit more likely to have been something you experienced. You ever go into a fast food restaurant and then as you start to eat, you discover a hair in your food? Has that happened to all of us? I know it's happened to me. Sure. Yeah. Everyone else, right? Yeah. What do you do in that situation? What's uh, your course of action? Uh, remove it. Remove and it? And continue carry, eating. Uh, carry on. That's it, huh? Yeah. yeah. Just pull it out and go, I'm going to keep going. Right. No harm, no foul. As long as it's from the head. <laughs> as long as it's from the head was your I think, answer. I think Chelsea's saying, you know, you check the length and the curliness. Well, you don't want it to be from any part of the body, but the Weary area. Right. I can look I past. What you're yes, cooch. I see. Okay. Cooch. Uh the man in story number two had received a hair in his uh burger from Burger King. Or at least that's what he told them when he called them. And said, I was just in there and got a burger, and now I've discovered there's a hair in it, so I'm calling in so that I can get free food. Now, what do you think the answer is to that sort of query? Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come in and we'll talk about it? No. Um, good luck to you. Uh, no, they said, uh, well, uh, there's no proof. First of all, you're not here. You're calling in telling us that you got hair and a burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, he couldn't seem to come to a conclusion with the Burger King employees. So he did what any of us would do. He threatened to blow up the building. That seems extreme. Now, the employee actually told the man on the phone you realize that it's against the law to make threats. And he then told the employee, it's only a threat if I don't really intend to do it, end quote. <laughs> Which I don't think is technically I, true. Hang on a second. I'm trying to still work the logic on that It's not one. an easy one to wrap your head around. He says, I'm going to blow up the building because i got a hair in my food. She says, it's not cool to threaten. He says, it's only a threat if I'm not going to do it. So in other a, words, it's, it's a, a threat if I say I'm going to do it and don't. But if I do it, that was, no longer is it a threat. I'm just letting you know it's happening. It's okay. a promise. That's, that's a big, okay, Which, so. by the way, if that's your logic as well, keep in mind the police don't like it either way. Okay? Uh, as he was arrested. So was it Florida is the question for you. 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got the third and final. Third and final story is about a man with a business plan, and it was almost foolproof. Uh, dude lives in a place where the power pole comes down into his property right there, the actual pole. And he thinks to himself, boy, that transformer at the top of the power pole, I bet they'd pay a pretty penny at the power company for it. So he did what any of us would do. He got an ax and he chopped down the power pole, bringing down the power lines and knocking out power to his neighborhood. 
He then called the power company to complain, hey, I got no power, what's going on? They come out, power pole chopped down, and he's standing there with an axe. And they're like, do you chop down our power pole and then complain we didn't have power? His answer, yes. And by the way, he says since the transformer landed on his property, he was offering to sell the transformer back to the power company. Ah, Money making opportunity. Right. Uh, he was arrested and what? charged with theft by unlawful taking That's because crap. Was holding the transformer as hostage, mm-hmm. basically. Was it in Florida where he had a great business plan and I, maybe just, you know, he, he missed a couple of steps along the way. Uh, Joseph, all three stories actually have. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happened. Only one of them went down in the dingly dangly state. Can you tell us which one? I'm going to go with story number two. Story number two! No. Oklahoma City is where the man threatened to blow, I'm sorry, promised to (laughs) blow up the Burger King because of a hair in his burger. He told the woman on the phone, I'm staying right across the street, which is uh, apparently uh, true because that's where the police found him and then arrested him for making a bomb threat. John, 50-50 shot for you. John. Story number three. Story number three. No. uh, Kentucky. Graves County, Kentucky is where a dude had the idea, hey, if I chop down the power pole, it becomes mine, and then I sell it back to the power company. And that is some flawed logic there. Samantha, there's only one left. Can you solve it? Story number one. There it is. Yeah. Hialeah, Florida is where a man got into an argument with his girlfriend and set her purse on fire flaming purse brought down the power poles and trees and now he's in uh, jail due to the arson charges woody and wilcox the woody and wilcox show yeah we just wrapped up a round of it happened in florida and one of the stories didn't go down to florida was it oklahoma uh wilcox your story about a man who threatened to blow up the burger king because he got a hair in his burger yes yeah it was oklahoma city uh and not the only person by the way over the weekend that i saw that uh, found something in their food a man has decided to sue the Coca-Cola co- uh, Corporation because of something he found. You guys want to harbor a guess? Chelsea, do you have a guess? In his can of Coke. He popped it open, was expecting the cool, refreshing taste, and was like... In his can. In his can. Front <laughs> button, back button. Okay. By the way, missed 60 hours of work. And so he, he found something in a Coke. Yep. 
Uh, and then missed 60 hours of work because of it. Because yes. he drank the product that had been tainted. That's what he's claiming, yes. What was it tainted with? A praying mantis. <laughs> wow. That's oddly specific. And, and not, not what he found. Have there been reports of that before? I've never heard of a praying mantis in a soda of some sort. Well, Cox, do you uh, have a guess? I mean, I would assume like something uh, medicinal, uh, some sort of medication or that's a, I mean, that make you sick for 60 hours of work. I right. feel like no. that's something a lot those of lines. a lot of cocaine. A lot of they co- went old school. They went cocaine in there. No. Uh, let me play this movie clip and I think it'll help you out. OK, we found this mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store. Eh? And we heard like when that happens that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian Criminal Code, eh? Yeah. Like, there's legal precedent setting cases in law. The man claims to have found a mouse inside his can. Does that make you want to get a maple leaf tattoo, Wilcox? A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a mouse? That's right. Inside the can, missed 60 hours of work. Did he ingest the mouse? It can't go through that little hole. Did you get that clean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cooter. How would he know there was a mouse in there? He drank it to the bottom and then was like, oh, there's something in here. I feel like if there was a mouse in your can of Coke, you'd know, Chelsea. I mean, I don't think that would be the weird part. The he weird claims, part would be the mouse in there. Right. He claims that he felt the uh, an object shift towards the opening of the can and then touch his lips. <laughs> And like it was a mouse. Lip? Was yeah. that it? He I was think, concerned uh, that he Frenched a mouse? I don't know which part of the mouse, you know, his lips touched. But it only took one time for him to miss 60 hours of work? Well, he had to go in and get tested and make sure that he didn't have rabies and stuff like that. And, of course, the Coca-Cola Corporation is like... Is that how you get rabies? I don't think so. <laughs> By the way, I'd like everyone to use the word Frenching more. <laughs> Six weeks had passed, by the way, from the bottling or or canning of this particular Coke to when he Mm. popped it open. So it was marinating for a while. Yeah. Mm. What are they saying? They're saying, well, if there really was a mouse in there, it would have decomposed far further, and they believe that this is a fraud. Well, that's also, you know, good marketing for their product. We can decompose a mouse in six weeks. Isn't that the old thing? Like, you can put a nail in a can of Coke or something in a glass of Coke, and it'll dissolve it or something like that? I think that's a rumor, yes. It, it is acidic. You know that. By the way, he's seeking $2,026 for his time off work. And the medical expenses. At least he's being reasonable about it. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe he feels like if he really lowballs it, he'll get it. Is that it? Is that the, the mm-hmm. reverse psychology? Usually when they ask for like $100 billion, you hope to get a million. He's going reverse psychology. And he's like, oh, I'm only asking for $2,026. Yeah. I'll keep you updated, by the way. The lawsuit Thank is you. continuing, yes. And by the way, if you're Frenching the mouse right now, <laughs> 844-4WW-SHOW. The Woody and Wilcox Show. We were talking earlier on the show about how the uh, NFL draft wrapped up over the weekend. As you may or may not know, it's a three-day process. It goes on forever, it feels like. Um, And I wanted to thank uh, specifically Jacob, who earlier I had uh, praised because he decided to, like we do when we do like our fun with football audio and our fun with golf and fun with NASCAR audio, he decided to give me some fun with NFL draft audio. 
and it involved a dude by the name of Jake Butt. If you're not familiar with Jake Butt, he is a uh, tight end. And uh, yes, that's right. Jake Butt is a tight end, played for Michigan, and got drafted by Denver in the fifth round. He's a stud. It is Butt. It's B U T T. It's right there. His name is Butt. It, I'm not mispronouncing it. It's not like a silent U in the middle. It's just B U T T. A silent, silent U. U. Well, it's like, what is it? B U U T T E, and you're pronouncing it weird? No, no. It's just Butt. It's B U T T. Flat out butt is the man's name. I mean, it's hard to get over because I don't. You don't see that a lot, right? And then, and and then we do our fun with football. So whenever you know butt makes its appearance, it's easy to have some childish fun with it. Well, so anyway, Jacob decides to transcribe the analysis of the draft pick. When Jake Butt was picked. Who's giving the analysis? Oh, when you watch the draft, there's, you know, 18 talking heads, right, who are like, well, you know, Denver's on the clock, and who are they going to pick? And then they talk about the possibilities. Here are their needs. Here, you know, here's what they could do with it. And then once a guy gets picked, then there'll be several minutes of, you know, analysis. Oh, well, I think this is going to, Butt's going to be great for him. Da-da-da-da-da. And here's why, and so forth. It's all that sort of stuff, which, you know, the minutia of the game, that if you're not I'm a football fan, and I don't even care uh, to watch most of that stuff, even if it's your team. But anyway, so uh, Jacob transcribes, and I'm going to quote specifically uh, from Jacob here. Butt is a great tight end with the ability to receive. Even though Butt got tore up the last time he played, Butt is tougher than most people think and can really take a pounding. (laughs) Denver's tight ends were looser than most would like last year and were considered to be a gaping hole that needed to be filled. Elway filled that tight end hole. How much did they know what they were saying? And it's like, this is our one opportunity to get away with it. It seems thick with innuendo. I don't think so, is all I can say. Really? I don't think so. But I, I can't, you know, I can't prove it. The more interesting story about Butt that I saw was that he had taken out a $2 million loss of value insurance policy on himself. I saw that. And I, I don't think I was familiar with this before. N- nor did I. And, and they didn't really explain it. And, and I read about it on ESPN and I was looking into it. Apparently, he goes to an insurance company and goes, look, if I get hurt, my value in the draft is going to drop. So I want to take an insurance policy that if I drop, I get money. And at a certain point, it kicked in for Jake Butt, this tight end, and he started making $10,000 per pick. That he was passed over. That he was passed. That it was. If they didn't name him, that's another ten thousand. Yeah. So this guy, Jake Butt, that's B U T T. Everybody was projected to be a top of the second round pick initially, but then tore his ACL. Right. But he already had this policy out, a two million dollar policy, that if he didn't go where he was projected to go, he would get paid money. The further. He fell in the draft so that it would theoretically compensate for him not getting drafted where he should have been drafted. So he took this out like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he paid $25,000 for this insurance policy. And so far, judging by what people are saying, it looks like he's going to make $543,000 by not getting picked high enough in the draft. However, 
they feel he would have made somewhere around $4 million in guaranteed money if he'd have been drafted where he was projected to be drafted. Right. So he's still going to end up losing about $2 million because of the loss of draft pick. Right. But it would have been a lot more had he not had the insurance policy. And apparently this is becoming more and more popular with college football players who are like in their senior year, like, okay, it's time for me to get this insurance contract. Should I get hurt? Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can get an insurance policy like on YouTube, like the more Chinese food jokes that you make, it like brings down the stock of the whole show and affects me. So you get paid every time Woody makes a terrible joke? Yeah, something like that. God, if it works, I'm in. <laughs> okay. I mean, is there a way that we can both get in on Maybe. that? Maybe. You mean both? Nope, I mean both. You understand what I'm saying? He's bringing the whole ship down. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I've gotten it for a long time. <laughs> but if there's a way to somehow capitalize on that, which we certainly haven't discovered yet, <laughs> right? that would be amazing. I think it's probably... Uh, too much of a sure thing for you and I, so I'm not sure the insurance company would go for it. Can I get on board with this and then make it happen and yeah. then trigger it? That's no. how it works. Yeah, no. see, I mean, that no. feels like one of those prop bets in the Super yeah. Bowl. You would have too much ability to steer it in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Right. And then 15 minutes later, I'd tell the same joke okay. over again. And there so, we go. See what you did, Chelsea? You got to be really careful. It's dangerous to play with that fire. So what's the uh, moral of the story? Um, I'm not sure exactly. The pronunciation is but. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is correct, yes. The Woody and Wilcox Show. A question for you, Wilcox. Chelsea, uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, how big a fan of the TV show Roseanne were you back in the day? Wilcox, I was sort of in your wheelhouse, right? You were in your 30s, in the 80s. <laughs> that is and incorrect. You, you were sort of living the same life as Roseanne Barr and John what? Goodman and the family that's... there. No. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's not accurate either. I'm three years older than you. Um, It had its moments. It wasn't a show I watched a lot. I watched it some like in the beginning, but it went on for several years. I don't remember watching the end. I think I grew out of it by then. Uh, was it nine years, I think? Nine seasons or something like that total. Uh, they have just announced, by the way, that the uh, show is coming back. Roseanne is. With Roseanne, with John Goodman, Sarah Gilbert, original cast members, and they're going to do an eight-episode limited series, basically picking up with the family 20 years later. And it got me thinking. Didn't I, wait, didn't, why I, didn't the dad? Didn't John Goodman's character die on that? I feel like. Whoa! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad. You know, Scott is still upset that he never got to see the last episode because of two two seven. No, of Roseanne because he was working and his VCR screwed him and didn't record it. Are you so, just making that up? No, I'm not. Woody just mentioned Roseanne's coming back, and you immediately had a story about your husband missing the last episode mm-hmm. of that because his VCR screwed I've up? I've told you this. No, you haven't. At From least 20 off the air. years ago? Was, yes. It wasn't really 20 years. Was it 20 years no, ago? Probably. 97 is when it went off the air. 
I didn't yeah. know that you had a story about of tragedy where, where Scott well, missed the end of Roseanne. To ask him about does it. Does he know how it ended, or is he still waiting for the VCR to well, be fixed? Well, he does now, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think YouTube could have been his friend. Yeah, I feel like there'd be a couple of ways to figure Spoiler that out. Spoiler alert, Dan dies of a heart attack. I, was it the last episode? I, they, I don't they, know. I, I forget what it yeah. is. But apparently Roseanne has already said that she has figured out a way to rewrite Dan back to life mm-hmm. for this eight episode limited series. Of course, uh, they're shopping it to like Netflix and things well, like that. Well, that's a big thing these days. I mean, Full House came back as Fuller House. They had the Gilmore Girls thing. The Gong Show's coming back. Have you seen the stuff about that? What? Yes. So the Gong Show coming back with... As some controversy or it's Mike Myers secrecy about who the host is. Supposedly, it's going to be Mike Myers playing a character. So the host of the of the new Gong Show is somebody I forget what is something Maitland and Mike it's, Maitland, and he's a supposedly a British comedian, but it's really Mike Myers doing a character. And theoretically, they're not going to ever pull back that curtain is the way I understand it. It's completely, <laughs> completely a secret, so to speak. Tommy Maitland. Tommy Maitland. Is, is the gong show the one that had underage girls eating popsicles? I don't think that was their staple, but yes, that, <laughs> okay, that, they so did have that. Act. That was a famous episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was from the 70s. Maybe. Yeah. Early talent show, and talent was very loose. <laughs> very loose. Right. Like, well, it, like, you know, you think of the talent shows now, it was not that. It was nothing. They were all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All of them. The acts, Chuck Barris. People watching. The people watching. It was a great show. Cameramen. <laughs> yes. It was, you just, it was a good time to be alive. Just stoned and drunk. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, even then, it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, this opens up a hole for... All kinds of your obscure favorite TV shows to come back. The ones you always throw out there. There's like a I bunch more that are about. coming back, too. I mean, it's just like everything else, right? I mean, they well, they run out of ideas or something, well, and then they decide, let's bring something back. But with the original no. cast and crew, I mean, that, that seems pretty amazing to me. That there's Because there's a ton of shows. Think about, like, the A-Team could never come back because George Papard is dead and... So is well, one of the other guys. Way to go to the negative way of looking at it. Plenty of, I mean, plenty of shows have come back with people still alive. They did a Boy Meets World spinoff. I know that you probably don't remember that. I have no but, idea what that show is. But I mean, this is just capitalizing on people's nostalgia. It's a, it's a better bang for your buck. But could you do a Golden Girls? Because we've only got Betty White left. Could you have three stand-in Golden Girls? No, you have to pick people who are alive. I'm sorry. Not everything is an option, Woody. I'm going to say something that I'm not proud of. Uh, I'd like to see Allie McBeal come back. (laughs) (laughs) There, I said it. I'm out in the open with it. You can send your hate mail to Wilcox at my heart media. You know, it's ugly that I'm that I'm saying that. That was a good show. It was a good show. It's a very good show. And we just had this. This is even worse. I was talking about this show over the weekend. You were talking about what? Allie McBeal? In the sauna at the Y? Do you remember <laughs> that, like, John Bon Jovi and... Um, was your boyfriend on top, or were you? And uh, uh, Rob Lowe, these guys, all these different guys who you would not imagine would be on a show like that were on that show. No, I don't remember that part, it but it was up. very popular. Look it up. It was funny. It was. I mean, it was well-written.
It, it was a really good show. Are you embarrassed right now? I, well, I said it, so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm owning it. Look, but Will and Grace. I'm is, not proud of it. Is supposed to be coming back. That's on your radar, right? I mean, I know it was coming back. Yeah, that was a good show. Uh, Phil is upset that they cannot bring Three's Company back. Of course, John Ritter no longer with Stop us. Stop picking people who are dead. Let's look at least go with some. They're all dead, aren't they? Didn't Joyce DeWitt die recently? I don't know who. Yep. Yeah, and Chrissy's gone. No, isn't she? No. Don't look at me. How I don't even know who's you? on it. I'm thinking of Farrah Fawcett. Why again? Two of them are the same in my head. Hot, yeah, hot blondes from the seventies. There's, yes. there's something there. Eight four 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 WW show the show that you would like to see come back, and if they could pull it off, I like the fact that they've already said we're going to do eight episodes and that's it. We're not trying to come back and do another nine seasons. Right, that's fine. It's just going to be a limited run. We're going to pick up and see the family twenty years later. I love it. You can get through on the Woody and Wilcox Facebook page, mm-hmm. also on Twitter, at Woody and Wilcox. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So Woody mentioned that the uh, old TV show Roseanne, which has been off the air now for 20 years, has apparently, well, I, I don't know if it's official official, but Roseanne has said that she wants to do it and is pushing forward, and uh, apparently John Goodman wants to do it. Sarah Gilbert's on board. Uh, I don't know about the other daughter, because there were two people who played the other mm. daughter. Uh, Sarah Chalk was one of them. Yeah, from Scrubs. You probably remember her from Scrubs. She was the, the one of the daughters as well. But these people are saying, look, it's going to be eight episodes. It's going to be quick. And th- there's a ton of shows that are doing something very similar. Mm-hmm. I wish I could count how many people are suggesting Becker uh, on social media, <laughs> Chelsea, including Casey, who says, can we bring back Becker so that Chelsea will shut up about it? <laughs> Oh, and I apologize for killing off Joyce DeWitt. Apparently, she is not dead. Uh, Thank you to Marty and Teresa for ringing in with that one. 69 years young is how old, apparently, Joyce DeWitt is. Mm -hmm. She, of course, was Janet on Three's Company. Uh, Near and dear to your heart to Wilcox on Twitter, at Woody and Wilcox. Bring back Alf. Yeah. There's too many cats around. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Alf would hold up. I loved Alf at the time, but Uh I was also a child, and I have a feeling... I don't know. You were not a child. No, I you were, were 39. Not. You were grown. I was not grown. I was a child. No, look up, somebody look up Alf. I looked it, was it up. Yeah. Okay, you were not a child. I well, it depends on your definition of child, but I figure I figured, you know, 18 and under that counts as a child, right? 86 to 90. Hmm? I was in high school. What are you looking <laughs> at me like that for? For like one of those years. <laughs> Two of them, maybe. <laughs> okay. He failed a couple of years, Chelsea. <laughs> Did I mention everybody wants you to shut up about that? Eight four 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 WW show is how you can get through the show that you'd like to see come back. It looks like uh, David is somebody we should talk to. David, what's up, man? Oh man, I'd love to see uh, what's happening come back uh, revised again. Yeah. Y'all remember that show? I loved that show. Love that God. show. Uh, the one of the best reruns is where. Uh, the mother pulled up the bailed out and was going to spank. And uh, what's the fat guy's name? Rerun. <laughs> well, uh, Woody. Yeah, rerun. <laughs> I remember, man, I was growing up and remember those. Those were awesome. That, the problem is, uh, how many of them are dead? I know the mom's dead. Well, what if we got new characters? Have it revised and hopefully have them in the same well, I think personality. That, yeah, so that's the thing, though. Is it Does that work that way? I feel like what we're thinking it is is it has to be the same actors oh, to, okay to make it 
authentic. Mm-hmm. And okay, I know what re- about Emmanuel? Rerun, what about Webster? Rerun was Fred Berry. He is dead. I know that. I don't know about oh, really? the other guys. Yeah. Well, what about the girl? Uh, what's her name? Daphne? Dee Dee. Dee Dee, that's it. She go, oh, ma. <laughs> <laughs> I love the excitement in your voice, man. You really did love that show. It was a great show. There's yeah, no question about it. Being a grandmother, she'll be like, I'm going to take my shoe off and spank y'all. That's right. Let me ask you this. What are your thoughts yep. on the show 227? <laughs> oh, good gracious. Now, I, I did like uh, that guy who played Smitty off Sanford Son. He was on there. Yeah. Sanford yeah. Son's a great show, too. Yeah, and I, I love old Hopkins and Smitty off of Sanford Sun, and I would love to see that one. But you know, Red Fox is gone, and yep. Desmond uh, Desmond Wilson, he's a preacher now. So. Yeah, yeah, good call, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Eight four 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 WW show. Hola, Chelsea. Esto amigo Scott. Ay, mami, te quiero mucho. Dos dos siete. Thanks to uh, Cool Beans for pointing out that they did bring What's Happening back briefly and called it What's Happening Now. That was still 20 years, uh, 30 years ago. Late 80s is when that aired. The original was in the late 70s. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 What about this? Uh, Chris tweeting at Woody and Wilcox, like to see Saved by the Bell, the 40-year-old with beer gut and depression years. Well, most of them are still out there, though. Tiffany Amber Thiessen looks and good. do not mm-hmm. have beer. I mean, think of all of them, right? Yeah. They're still acting. Well, I'm looking up some of these shows that I remember from the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and I'm shocked that most of them only were on TV for four or five years. What's happening was only on for three years. I like to see Scrubs come back. A lot of people have. Yes. have mm. Michael had mentioned that on Twitter. I agree with that. I'm One of the best shows. Maybe The Wonder Years. No. I don't know. My two dads. You do like that guy that was in that TV show with the monkey. <laughs> I would like to see BJ and the bear come back. <laughs> Sadly, the bear is no longer with us. Kids, you like can look that one a, up. That's about as old as what's happening, too. Greg Evigan, yeah, he was an 18-wheeler driver, drove around with a monkey. <laughs> like you do. I think they were twins who were always wearing bikinis in that show. I mean, right. You know, I was like 10 when I watched. It was good stuff. <laughs> I don't know if the monkey is still with us. <laughs> what about Walker, Texas Ranger? I don't think there was a monkey in that. <laughs> <laughs> Although Chuck Norris did wear a bikini from time to time. <laughs> it was pretty hot. Huh. 844-4WW shows how you can get through on the phone. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He was talking earlier about how uh, there's been a long list now, it seems like, of those old school shows that are coming back to TV. And what's even more interesting about some of them is it's not that they're just bringing the name and sort of the plot line back. But they're uh, in the case of Roseanne, which was just announced over the weekend, they're talking about actually Roseanne and yeah. John Goodman and Sarah Gilbert coming back to do a short run. Of the old show and sort of update you on uh, on where they are. And it's led down the path of 
what other shows should be coming back. And I apologize. Russ is right on Twitter, at Woody and Wilcox. How have we not brought up this show? Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. Anybody? I know you know it, Woody. Chelsea? When I say anybody, I mean Chelsea. No. No. Well, I know you've played it on the show before, so I guess I should know. Yes, that's but... the star of the TV show singing his own theme song. That's correct. The Fall Guy. The Fall Guy is what we were looking for. Lee Majors. Mm, he's a stunt man. He's never been seen with anything less than a nine. So, so fine. fine, Chelsea. That's how that works. Mm. Hey there, where you going? Not exactly knowing. Who says you have to call just one place? Oh, he's going everywhere. DJ McKay and his best friend Bear. See, he's a truck wow. driver and his best friend. Chelsea is a monkey. Oh my Named god, Bear? that's terrible. Yes. Oh, that's so bad. Best of all, I don't pay property tax. <laughs> <laughs> that is so terrible. <laughs> How do they get away with that? Because like, that he's a good-looking guy, and people like monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, we've got a good-looking guy, and people like monkeys. Right, Let's roll with it. Everybody was doing drugs. You know what's big right now? Trucking and <laughs> CBs. That's right. Add a monkey, it'll be funnier. Um, Ronald is suggesting they bring back the Cosby show. So Ouch. Maybe too soon. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if that's gonna work out the way. Eight four 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 WW shows how you can get through on the phones. Uh, Shane, what's up, man? Hey man. It doesn't get any better than married with children. Oh my god, that was such a great show. Yeah, that was an awesome show and everybody's still alive and kicking. I mean, that would be great. I don't know. Is David Faustino still with us? I believe yes, he, he is. I think he's doing a lot of gay movies now, but still, it doesn't matter. <laughs> is he? Uh, that was that was a good show. I don't know. I, I don't care, but he's funny, and everybody's still doing their thing. And, and Peg still looks good for age. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes, uh, I've seen David her on... Faustino's doing a lot of gay movies. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I I'm think not it sure. is one is of it? those younger brothers on one of those shows. I think he's confusing them from the. Uh, uh, Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yes, I think it was the Who's the Boss brother, or was right. it the Growing Pains brother? Danny Pintaro. <laughs> wow, why do you why know that? Do you know that? That, that was Wilcox that, at iHeartMedia. Because he is doing gay movies. That's how Wilcox knows. That segment replayed when we were off the other day, and uh, so I heard that. And I, it, you're the one, by the way, who was like all over the Danny Pintaro. <laughs> we had a segment about Danny Pintaro. No, and- I forget why it came up, but it it came up. And Woody was very aware of it. <laughs> and, and you try to throw me under the bus. No, I'm not. I just, sure. I'm stating fact is all that is. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm talking about. Thanks to everybody uh, suggesting Scrubs. That was a uh, that was a great show. And obviously, they're all still with us. What about this one? Uh, Jonathan, who sends me an instant message on Facebook, I desperately want to know what Larry Appleman, Appleton... And Balky Bartokamus are up to in the modern era. Please bring back Perfect Strangers. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? We still have Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson Peen Show. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing will rearrange. 
kids back in the day, every show had a theme song. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't even think that happens anymore, does mm-hmm. it? And they were apparently just beyond cheesy. Yeah, Jonathan continues, I would love to see what Meepos is up to in 2017. Well, they were just on a radio show together the other day. Maybe that was a little teaser, mm. a little wetting the appetite. I don't think so. <laughs> Something wet. Oh <laughs> I don't think that's no, accurate I either. I sent you the picture of them. You're like, I know. Yeah, one. Well, I, I mean, I know that they were uh, making the rounds, but oh. there's not a show coming. Nothing back. else in your Balky newsletter. <laughs> I didn't get the Balky <laughs> newsletter this week. Uh, thanks to Brandon says, uh, I just want to see the infomercials where Suzanne Summers does the Thigh Master. <laughs> Um, not that's not a TV show, Brandon. And I think the internet probably has what you're looking for. Right. So, great suggestion, though. Great suggestion. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Yeah, it's the Woody and Wilcox Show. Um, you know what? We were talking earlier about uh, shows that maybe should come back and give it another couple of episodes. They mm-hmm. had announced that Roseanne maybe will come back with most of the original cast, including Roseanne and. Uh, what's his nuts? Her John husband, Goodman. who by the way died in the last episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Again, twenty years ago, and uh, a lot of people keep pointing that out. We're aware of it. I want to. I think Michelle, we need to get to her before we move along here because she has one that I think we were thinking of earlier. Michelle, yes. Hey, what's the show you think ought to come back? I like the one that had Tom Hanks. And I can't think of the other character. And they had to dress as females and live in the apartment complex. Bosom buddies. buddies. Peter Scolari, by the way. Peter Scolari is one of the best calls of the day, Michelle. Peter Scolari is his name. That's it. And for kids who aren't old enough to remember that, that was how we all first saw Tom Hanks, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he'd ever been in a movie at that point. He was on a sitcom called Bosom Buddies about Mm -hmm. two dudes. And I don't even understand the premise of it. Maybe somebody can look this up. They, for some reason, had to be women to live in a certain apartment complex. It was a women's only building. Right. And the rent was cheaper. Mm -hmm. And so they dressed as women to save money. Mm -hmm. And see, they were good friends and they had to be women. So they were bosom Bosom buddies. buddies. Mm -hmm. Ha ha ha! Y'all making me feel old. Oh no! no making no. me feel old too because I love that show. I'm fully aware of what it was. You know, it uh, it ran for two seasons. Is that it? Yes. What yeah. years? What years was that? Seventies? Uh, Eighty 90. to eighty-one. Eighty-one to eighty-two. Mm. So you are old. You are old, Michelle. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> I'm sorry, taking my kids to school. They like to listen to your shows. So I heard it. I said, I've got to try to call. Oh, we appreciate absolutely. that. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Make sure you explain the premise of the show to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for calling. We appreciate it. 844-4WW-SHOW, the way that you can get through. You got Peter Scolari still with us? You got Tom Hanks still Tom with Hanks us? I think Tom Hanks a little busy. Well, Doing you, what? His last movie kind of bombed this weekend at the box office. I right. didn't even know he had one, and it came in and made like nine Sixth. million bucks. Yeah. So he may have some extra time. Mm. Thanks to Chris, who I think has the overriding answer to this. Uh, I'd like to hear whatever was on before the Woody and Wilcox show. Right? That's good stuff. <laughs> bring, bring back that show. Bring back whatever that show was. Nobody can remember their names.
Well played, Chris. Uh, well played. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a little thing called the White House Correspondents' Dinner over the uh, over the weekend. And you may think, why would I care about that if you're kind of not familiar about it? But if you know me at all, you know it's basically it's a roast. And who doesn't love roasts, right? right? Who's with me? This one was a little different because for the first time in 40 years or something, the actual president didn't make it out to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I don't know if you got a chance to check it. Um, and if you're like us, you always forget that it's on, and then you go, oh, that thing was on this weekend? Huh, was it any good? Um, we'll have the answer, and you can judge for yourself. I've got some audio, and also Samantha B., who's very funny, did the Not the White House Correspondents' Dinner sort of counter-programming over on TBS, and uh, Will Ferrell made a surprise appearance, and uh, I'll save that audio for you in a second. We'll, uh, we'll hit that, and you can make the judgment for yourself next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you know, uh, especially me, um, there's nothing I like more than a roast. And uh, this White House Correspondents' Dinner is basically a uh, roast. And you've heard more about it this year probably than you ever had in the past because the president decided not to go. I've got some audio uh, from it that I want to share with you here in a second. But I did want to go back just for a minute and uh, address something that we've been talking about earlier. And that was bringing back old shows with the cast of the day. And because Roseanne announced that they may be doing that. I saying up front that I wasn't proud that I was going to say this, but was suggesting that Ally McBeal should make a comeback with its original actors. And then we got this message on our voicemail known as the Fez line. Ally McBeal, really? Castrate yourself in three, two, one. Castrate. Now, do it. Don't think. Do it. Not a man. Mangina. <laughs> I can't help it. Wilcox you did own up involved to it. enough, man. Mm-hmm. Wilcox, you you were you manned up. You you uh-huh. owned up to the fact that it was not going to be a popular. Choice. No, I knew going in mm-hmm. that that was not going to be one that I was going to escape unscathed from. I and def- yet, it was a good show. I defended you though. I know you did. And it's not like you said designing women or like an all fe- like Murphy Brown, like one of those all female cat, which you probably did like both of those. But still, Ally McBeal had you know great uh, lineup. Good writing. And good writing. It was funny. What about Cagney and Lacey? What if I'd have said that? A couple of ladies, a couple of gals fighting crime. Hmm? Right. And then other things that happened, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Laverne and later. Shirley. All right. Anyway, so it's I the just same want... show. I think. <laughs> um, so uh, over the weekend was this uh, White House Correspondents Dinner. And uh, this is not a uh, not a political thing. It's fascinating, though, because every year it, it's always been one of those events that I never knew when it was going to happen. Like mm-hmm. it would... We'd come in on a Monday morning and we'd be like, hey, did you know that White House Correspondents Dinner thing was over the weekend? No. And then we'd hear clips and there was always usually a really funny comedian on who would make fun of the president and the members of the press. And um, it was always like a roast. Well, it became a big deal this year because for the first time since 1981, the president decided not to go. Um, and, and by the way, in 81, the president didn't go because he had been shot a month earlier. That was when Reagan couldn't go in 1981, literally a month before he'd been shot. But he still made it via phone. He did. He was at Camp David and called in to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. But this year, Donald Trump, for the first time in a long, 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 long time, said, I don't, I'm not going to do it. 
And by the way, he scheduled a big gathering at the same time, and this was Trump during the White House Correspondents' Dinner in a completely different location. As you may know, there's another big gathering taking place tonight in Washington, D.C. Did you hear about it? (laughs) A large group of Hollywood actors and Washington media are consoling each other in a hotel ballroom in our nation's capital right now. They are gathered together for the White House Correspondents' Dinner without the president. Is this real life? Uh, yeah, I guess it is real life, Charles. That's what's happening. So, did he also scream out nib high football rules? <laughs> <laughs> if he did, I may have missed that part. I didn't catch it if he did. Um, so then they're doing the, the, the dinner there without him. And uh dude from The Daily Show, Hassan Minaj, was the guy who ended up hosting. By the way, he had a great line about, you know, to the extent that nobody wanted to host this thing. He was like, Don Rickles took the easy way out and died before they could uh, tap him to do the show. <laughs> um, which Don, I'm sure, would have loved that mm-hmm. joke. So I, I don't know if you think he did a good job or not. Listen to some clips of this dude uh, hosting the White House Correspondents' Dinner, Hassan Minaj. The leader of our country is not here. And that's because he lives in Moscow. It is a very long flight. It'd be hard for Vlad to make it. Vlad can't just make it on a Saturday. It's a Saturday. As for the other guy, I think he's in Pennsylvania because he can't take a joke. You know, a lot of people told me, Hassan, if you go after the administration, it would be petty, unfair, and childish. In other words, presidential. So here we go. I get why Donald Trump didn't want to be roasted tonight. By the looks of him, he's been roasting nonstop for the past 70 years. (laughs) Historically, the president usually performs at the correspondence dinner, but I think I speak for all of us when I say he's done far too much bombing this month. So that is part of Hassan Minaj doing the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Dude, just seems too rehearsed and too fast of a delivery. Yeah, like panicked. Something about the the delivery is off to me. I laughed more at the president's line than I'm laughing at those lines. Yeah. uh, Well, he mentioned that Donald Trump doesn't drink alcohol and thought that was interesting and then uh, went on to talk about this. He tweets at 3 a.m., Sober. (laughs) Who is tweeting at 3 a.m. sober? Donald Trump, because it's 10 a.m. in Russia. Those are business hours. Are are your clips edited to make them seem like there are no pauses in there? Or is something sped up? No. Maybe this one will make you feel better about it. I don't know. Mike Pence wanted to be here tonight, but his wife wouldn't let him because apparently one of you ladies is ovulating. So good job, ladies. Because of you, we couldn't hang out with Mike Pence. I do not see Steve Bannon. Now there's an edit, right? He's switching top. Not see Steve Bannon. (laughs) Not see Steve Bannon. Jeff Sessions going to be here tonight. He was busy doing a pre-Civil War reenactment. <laughs> On his RSVP, he just wrote no, just no, which happens to be his second favorite N-word. So, I mean, the jokes between the topics are edited together a little bit, if that's part of your issue with it. 
does seem rushed. And that's uh, Hassan Minaj. He was the host of the White House Correspondents' Dinner over the weekend. Where it, it I, well, the one thing I do think is when you're roasting somebody who's not there, it doesn't. It's yeah. Part of the cool just, part of the cool factor of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Two things was always hearing the president try to do comedy. Sure. And sometimes they were good at it. Sometimes they weren't. So obviously we didn't have that. But then also to have somebody stand three feet away from the president and slam him, that's fun. It's, but when he's not there, it still could be funny, but it's not, it doesn't have that same air of, oh my God, ballsiness. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, over on TBS, Samantha B was doing her Not the White House Correspondence Dinner, sort of a counter-programming to that. And uh, we got to see something we hadn't seen for a while. Will Ferrell came out and was doing his uh, George W. Bush impression. I'll be honest, I never liked you guys in the press. Our, uh, our relationship was sometimes strained, uh, contentious. You guys would always sneak up on me with gotcha questions like, why are we going to war? Gotcha. <laughs> why did you not respond to Hurricane Katrina? Gotcha. <laughs> what is your middle name? Gotcha. <laughs> I just wish someone had told me that all you have to say is fake news over and over again. You know? That could be your answer for everything, yeah. Oh, and and here's a fashion update for you, Mr. Trump. The tie stops at the belt, okay? A big, long tie that goes past your mid-thigh does not mean what you think it means. (laughs) So that was uh, Will Ferrell over there on Samantha Bee's show counter-programming the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That's kind of the gist of uh, what you missed out if you did miss out. The Woody and Wilcox Show. I don't know if you know about this. There's been a lot of discussion about airplanes lately. People uh, getting pulled on and off and (laughs) uh, suing and all that sort of thing. Started back with the United guy and him getting, uh, you know, teeth broken out and so forth. And obviously the, the screaming now that's become iconic since then. There, uh, I just discovered this. There is a flight attendant now, and I think, I guess we're all sort of fascinated, really, by what goes on on planes. Not, not just this guy getting, you know, yanked off. By the way, I'm sure you heard that he has settled with United now. Right. Uh, for an undisclosed amount of money for that incident where he uh, so famously now has been removed as a non-voluntary passenger. And, of course, we found out then last week, I think that was Friday, that now, United has announced that uh, if they uh, voluntarily remove you, you can get up to ten grand now for that seat. But there is a flight attendant, 30 years in the business, who writes a blog called Confessions of a Fed-Up Flight Attendant. <laughs> and on this blog, it's all kinds of stuff. Uh, They have different headings, different categories on the website. Uh, Fed up flight attendant tales from the mile high club. Most annoying things that parents do on a plane. Butter and a maxi pad. Flight attendants turned MacGyver at 35,000 feet. Are the flight attendants talking about me? How to know your airplane slang. So these are all categories on this blog that this flight attendant posts. And one of the things that they do is collect just strange stories from other flight attendants, including one of the things listed as the strangest thing that one of the flight attendants had seen was an emotional support kangaroo. 
an emotional support kangaroo. That sounds awesome. That actually sounds pretty kick-ass. You have to buy him a seat, right? I mean, it's something that we've talked about before, that they now, everybody seems to have an emotional support animal. And it can be, theoretically, anything. It used to be just, you know, sort of dogs and stuff, and now there's all sorts of stuff. I don't know how you have uh, a kangaroo on a flight, but apparently you can. It's been seen. They go on to list some of the strange requests that passengers have made of the flight attendants. Like uh, one woman asked for tweezers so she could pull the thorns out of another passenger's butt. (laughs) One passenger asked for a pen and then proceeded to clean his ears with it. With a pen? With a pen. Go Q-tip, dude. Screwdriver to take the seat apart. There's no further information on why that would happen. Hey, you guys got a Phillips head screwdriver? One person asked for a knife to make a catheter. I Do they think that was an animal you could whittle? Make a catheter. I don't, yeah. I, I I don't I don't know. These are words that I recognize, but when you right. string them together like that, those don't make mm-mm. Right. I mean, and you know, summertime's the big travel season, right? So you may be, uh, you may be taking a flight somewhere. I'm on Instagram, and by the way, something that we should be following, and we are now passenger shaming, where people, flight attendants, and things like that, post pictures of people. Is that legal? I, it's anonymous. Well, I mean, I feel like you can still see the people. Yeah, they, they blur out faces and, and things like that. But there are several uh, postings of uh, semi-dressed people on flights. People using the uh, the trucker method of relief. You know, they're using their water bottle instead of getting up from their seat. No one's doing that. No one is. Do- I feel like I'm going to see a kangaroo on a flight before I'm going to see a guy go in a bottle. Go ahead and take a look at that picture right there, Chelsea. I can't. The hashtag not water being used. Because you have to take out your body part to do that. That's why they have blankets. Wang. You have to pay for those things now, apparently. Do you want to use that blanket again? Wang. Well, you get to keep the blanket after you pay for it, right? You don't have to leave it behind. After all, your wang has been on it. I feel like I would be really amused to see most of those things happen on a flight. Wee-wee area. You would be amused? I, I totally disagree. Now, my... Oh, as long as it wasn't happening to me. Right. You know, my tenure as a flight attendant was cut short. I know. <laughs> due I to a story. glandular problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was a buffet problem. Glandular or brownie? I have a gland problem. <laughs> really? the brownie gland so you may want to just do some uh you know some checking some of these great resources prior to you uh hopping on a plane this coming summer and maybe find out a little bit more it's it's a mixed bag though you never know what you're gonna get exactly but this way you can be better prepared and bring butter in a maxi pad (laughs) because apparently there's something you can make out of that I'm going to do a little bit more reading on that one. I think that's how you make the catheter, right? Mm, used to be the name of our show. But... Butter and Maxi Pad? Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, Butter. Hey, now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Well, I'd like to thank those of you that are incredibly concerned, apparently, about something and have been sending in, um, I, well, your concerned thoughts, I guess, is the only way to phrase it. Um, everybody seems to be up in arms about the Hooters making their... Um, Waitress outfits more family friendly? Or should I play this? Wait. The white tank tops and like, what are those dolphin shorts that are orange? I think we all know what Hooters waitresses wear, don't we? Yeah, that's why when you say they're changing them, that's a that's a bad thing. To make them more family friendly. And what does that mean, but family the, friendly? Well, the reason why I say, whoa, whoa pump the brakes on this one a little bit those of you that are overly concerned and i might say find find something else to be concerned about <laughs> would probably be my next piece of advice um it's only in asia did you realize that they are now apparently going nuts uh nutso i don't know if i can say nutso i just say nuts um with uh hooters in asia they're building like 30 new hooters restaurants so i guess it's just becoming i don't know if it's just becoming a thing there um, and they're going to have to tone down the uniform, especially in places like Indonesia and so forth, where they have a little bit more concern about showing skin. Right, a little bit more conservative of a country. So what are they yeah. going to be wearing at Hooters? Uh, let me see if I can... Well, is it still going to be the same thing? Just same uniform with modifications. Higher necklines... Long skirts and thicker stockings. Hang on a second. Let me get my pants down. This sounds exciting. Yeah. I love me some thick stockings. <laughs> thicker stockings. Chelsea. What does that mean? You're a woman and you maybe have bought stockings before. They must be the winter version. I didn't even realize that there were that many varying thicknesses. I knew the colors and all. <laughs> Some of them only go up thighs. Some of them go all the way up. And well, you know, the you've summer. got control top. Honey, I'm going to put on my thick stockings. <laughs> you really, some are more sheer than others, though. You know that part, right? I'm, I'll say yes, but because you made it sound like I really should. Does it matter, though, when you have a you know, the floor length skirt on? Probably not. Did well, they cover I, this? I don't know if it's floor length. It just says longer. Did they cover this on an episode of Allie McBeal that maybe you saw? It's you know not what? an appropriate time to bring that back. Thank you, Chelsea. Exactly right. What? So that's uh, those of you that were concerned, again, reassess your life. And then B, unless you're going to Jakarta uh, to go to Hooters, it probably isn't going to affect you that much. I just can't imagine traveling halfway around the world and be like, oh, sweet, there's a Hooters. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You want to go watch the game with the fellas. You want to eat right. some wings. Sure. Great. Fine. Yeah. Makes sense to go to Hooters. Right. But if you're in, you know, Indonesia. I feel like you're getting high horsey. 
No, I think I'm with him on this one, actually. I mean, right. other than being fearful of strange things when you go to another, you know, another land, you should, right, try and branch out a little bit. It always Try back- to enjoy the culture of your new place that you're visiting. Yes. It's, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. We Although were, I'm now curious, and I, I might go just to see what the thicker stockings are like. Yes, the cameras don't work over there? Oh, you uh, want to touch them? I'm not sure I understand your question. <laughs> you just, and I feel like I don't go, have a good answer for it. You said you want to go all the way to Indonesia to see what the new stockings on the Hooters girls <laughs> yes. is like. Yes, uh, well, a camera can't yeah. tell you the thickness, Chelsea. But then I feel like you asked a question that had a no-win answer. Them. It's like, how long have you been beating your wife? There's no <laughs> good answer to that. You asked some sort of question, and I feel like you were trapping me. I'm just looking for your motivation. I don't, I, the I good don't... thing about the Hooters in Asia, though, is 15 minutes All later, right. you're going to want to eat wings again. Step into my office. Step into my office. Because <laughs> you're f***ing fired. Not be accurate. You'd keep your mouth shut if you knew it was good for you, buddy. 15 so. minutes later, you want to see thicker stockings? Stop it. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. So I guess, you know, um, it's all going to be all right. We're going to get through this, I think. And uh, we're all probably going to be better people for it. And we've got a round of it happening in Florida on the way. And uh, Woody may be wearing stockings during Woody and Wilcox. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So as part of it happening in Florida here, what's going to happen is Woody and I are going to share three stories real quick, all true. One of them happened in the state of Florida. That's why we call it It Happened in Florida. You spot the Florida story. Florida, of course, the origination point of all things strange in our country. If you spot that story first, you win. 844-4-WW-SHOW. Woody's got number one. Story number one is about a neighborhood divided. Neighbors bickering with other neighbors. They cannot seem to agree on a common problem that is happening in this particular neighborhood. It has nothing to do with loud parties or the color of people's houses, how they do their lawns. None of that. It has to do with the entire neighborhood being covered in poop. Specifically, peacock poop. Peacock poop? Yes, it's fun to say, isn't it? Kinda. Yes. Peacock poop. I pooped my pants. Peacocks moved in and several people were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Look at these peacocks have made a home in our neighborhood. And then the peacocks multiplied, and then they were loud, and then there was huge piles of peacock poop, and then it was on cars and on houses, and they howled, and they shrieked. And if you've ever been around peacocks, you realize that their beauty wears off pretty quickly, and you're like, these damn birds, I hate them. And so this neighborhood is divided, with several of the homes wanting the peacocks to stay, And several other homes saying no, that the peacocks have to go. Arguments, insults, fist fights over the peacocks. Fist fights over peacocks. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Is it in Florida where people are throwing hands over peacocks? (laughs) Story number two has to do with hazing. Mm. Hazing. Hazing. And when you think hazing, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? A fraternity. Fraternity, okay. A wrestling team. Right. We've talked about Woody and his <laughs> yes. hazing, mm-hmm. checking the oil and things of that nature. Well, yeah. Uh, this is not wrestling or a fraternity. This is hazing within this particular university's oldest all-male acapella group. 
Not usually an organization that you associate with hazing. And yet, apparently they've had some issues, some of which they consider severe, including this all-male a cappella group requiring members to sit naked in ice baths, making them put icy hot on their genitals, and, quote, making them run up and down a street and then consume food. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Wait, 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 wait. The first two I got, kind of. That last one I feel like is just like a Sunday afternoon. You want me to run up and down the street and then eat a hot dog? (laughs) Okay. You know this is hazing, guys. Well, maybe that's part of the issue is that when you're in an all-male a cappella group, maybe you're not as good at hazing as you might be, let's say, if you were on the wrestling team. However, this university has booted this a cappella group from campus due to the hazing of new members. Was this a university in Florida is my question for you. Woody's got the third and final. Third and final story has to do with the police asking for the public's help. Uh, Specifically, they have a problem in this particular town with somebody shaving other people's cats. Is that a euphemism for something? Cooter. Nope. It is not a euphemism for something. That's a cooch. Police Captain Kelly Walker said in a press conference just this last Friday that Cats have been returning to their homes shaved, but otherwise unharmed. Cooch. He did note in the press conference that some of the cats seem to be bothered by being shaved. I would think so. Cooch. Come on. But not all. All of the cats. Not all of them were bothered, right? Just some of them. Some of them were like, thank God. It's almost summertime. Cooch. Thank God I got rid of that. Cooch. The cats uh, clearly had owners. They were well-groomed. They were welling, wearing collars. The police also say they aren't sure if a crime has been committed. <laughs> they we, they would like to talk to the person who is shaving the cats and tell them to stop. It's one person, they believe? One perpetrator? That's what they think. Luring and shaving the cats? I mean, it's got to be Pittsburgh, right? They love their cooch here in Pittsburgh. They learned of the feline barbering spree this week when a resident asked the police if they could post notices asking anyone with information to contact the police department. So, still looking for the culprit of who's shaving the kitty. 844-4WW-SHOW. The hardest part is getting the drape around the cat's neck. (laughs) I've been sitting here trying to think of a stupid barber chair reference for like a minute and a half. Like, is he, are they reading magazines? I, the hardest part is getting the cat a lollipop when they're gone. Like shave too. The hot towel treatment is really why most of them were not happy. Some of them didn't get it. And they're really afraid of the clippers. Ah, uh, Will, I'm sorry you had to be here for this. All three stories actually happened. Which one went down in Florida? Uh, I'm going to go with story number one. Story number one. Yes, that is the one. It's the old peacock fist fight going down in the uh, Coconut Grove uh, area of uh, Florida. The Coconut Grove Quality of Life Coalition is, says that it wants the peacocks to stay, and several of the neighbors are like, hell no, get rid of the peacocks. 
What what if they shave the peacocks? <laughs> you know, it makes Be the peacock careful. look bigger when you <laughs> shave it. <laughs> All right. You're a little meaty. Uh, well, I like the cut of Wang. your jib, my friend. Uh, uh, story number two, by the way, where the all-male a cappella group has been removed from campus for hazing Cornell University. This Big is, red. Uh, we're talking about an Ivy League school here. The a cappella group known as Cayuga's Waiters was formed back in 1949, but has now been booted due to the hideous transgression of making members run up and down a street and then consume food. Right. And the shaving of the kitties is going on in Waynesboro, Virginia. Uh, Police are asking for anybody who has information on the kitty shaving to please contact them. The Woody and With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Show. Well, I do have uh, some breaking news. Woody, do we have the breaking news thing? Yeah, breaking news. Which one of these do you care less about? That they have announced who the new co-host for Kelly Ripa will be on her morning show? Or that they've named the Herb of the Year? <laughs> it's a battle for who the hell cares on both of them, right? Is death an option? <laughs> I feel like the answers determine my interest level. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, which would you rather hear first? Good. I'll tell you. Cilantro is the herb of the year for 2017, Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> my favorite. This just ends. Cilantro. Herb of the year. But it's May. Either you have to do it at the beginning or at the end. Right? I don't understand how it works, and I really feel like I probably shouldn't get into it any deeper than that. Let's just say apparently there's an organization that awards an herb, the title of herb of the year, and for some reason they do it in May. And I don't I don't know the answer to that. And I'm gonna just I think I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. Uh, secondarily, anybody want to guess on who Kelly Ripa's new co-host is? Because remember, this has been like tw- two decades in the making. Fred, Fred Savage. F- Fred Savage is he not correct. He was on the short list, but weren't they considering like a... Is that a, a short joke? No. It's a, um, weren't they considering like a no-name person because they had people send in their entries? So is it just, you know, somebody off the street? You know yes, how often this is, TV shows want somebody you've never heard they of. They had a whole contest about co-hosting with Kelly. That was just to get people to tune in. It's like when the newspaper's like, hey, let's uh, vote on the best morning show. And you get the one morning show who talks about the newspaper constantly, and they, they end up winning. Okay, I'm Shocker. sorry I asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a rhetorical. Okay. Um, yeah, you probably don't know who this guy is. Let me see if I'm pronouncing his name right. Ryan Seacrest? Shut up. No. No. Yes, yes, and yes. Ryan effing Seacrest. Does he have something on somebody up there, like one of the big wigs? Wait, but he... He's got like eight other jobs. He lives in Los Angeles. He can barely put food on his family, Chelsea. Give the man a rest. Or a break. The dude works like 20 hours a day already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Apparently that's not enough. We don't get enough of Ryan Seacrest. I think we all know that. I think we all feel it deep down inside. We've all had a sort of a hunger. What? Sort of a pang. A yearning. A yearning. A void within that we couldn't quite identify. And now we'll be able to fill with, with Ryan Seacrest. I, I got a I hole and only Ryan Seacrest <laughs> can fill it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's not the way I wanted to describe that. But Yeah. The beavers I've seen nope. are bigger. That has nothing to do with it. Nope. Yeah, no, I'm not making it up though. He uh, was a fish. Because remember, they were like, "Ooh, it's they're gonna name a ho- co-host for." It's been going on for Kelly Ripper, yeah. So yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> Can we go back to talking about the herb of the so year? So did I mention cilantro <laughs> was the herb of the year for 2017? <laughs> Now you're up to date on all the important information in this world that we live in. The Woody and Wilcox Show. You know, earlier we did a round of It Happened in Florida, and there was a story that Woody told us that was happening in a town in, in uh, Virginia, I think this was, where uh, somebody is shaving people's cats. <laughs> you know, it sounds funny, but in reality, that would be terrible. Yeah, it's and not. it's not a jokey thing. It's literally people who have outdoor cats. Their cats are coming home shaved. And they don't know who's doing it. They're not harming the cats in any other way. Although, Yet. you know, most cats don't like to be shaved, I think, is a fair assumption. And so it's not it's not cool. But then I tried to make some joke about the hardest part is getting the cat to put on the drape, you know, like at the barber shop. Just totally grasping at straws, trying to come up with something that would sound, you know, like, ha ha, he's at a barber shop. Thanks to Russ, by the way, for ringing in uh, on Twitter at Woody and Wilcox. Guys, clearly the hardest part about that situation is getting the cat to hold the hand mirror to make sure that the back looks right. <laughs> That would have been better. I think that's better than the drape. But Russ, where were you ten minutes ago? <laughs> I love it, but you know, I need I need you I need you more constant with those sorts of things. It's funny too because that exact type of joke was I was reminded of that this weekend. Do you remember when you talked about the fact that there was some record set for blind? skydiving or something. It what was, was that the, you talked about a couple was, of weeks ago? It was a game that I had for Woody Game mm-hmm. Wednesday and it was had to do with parachuting world records. Right. There was an but, old woman. No, it wasn't that. It was a, it was it a was tandem the, was, parachute jump for blind folks. Wasn't uh, that it? There was a world record set. It was a world record for um, the uh, the largest formation of blind skydivers. Right, you know, and, and, and the, you know when skydivers jump out and they link and arms, they make a formation, and, right? Yeah. And this had been a world record set for the best for- formation from blind skydivers, right? And then you made the joke: the hardest part is getting the dog, dog to, to pull, pull the, the ripcord, rip right? <laughs> I actually had a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a while stop me this weekend and go, "I almost drove off the road." <laughs> When I heard Woody say that thing about the dog on the blind skydiving thing. And I was like, Woody tells that joke about once a year in different forms. That's not, I mean, it is funny. And I grant you, the the image is funny. So stupid. But I swear you've told that joke in like several different formations over, you know, 10 times on the show. Yes. Including, I remember there was a story years ago about uh, blind blind strippers. strippers. And you said the hardest part was getting the dog to climb the pole. 
so the, obviously the point of it is anytime anything happens with blind, blind people, people right. you, you make a joke about right. what the dog had to do. I thought it would be the dog had to pick up the money and it was really hard with this. Either one, sure. The dog doesn't have opposable thumbs, so it's hard to pick up the money. Yes. Hard for him to make it rain, whatever it is. Yeah. But dogs can't do this, Chelsea. See what I'm doing right here? <laughs> the hardest part is getting the ones out of the dog's g-string. <laughs> right, any of those. The dog's on stripping, though. All of those. Uh, <laughs> if it's a blind stripper, the dog's on stage. I don't stage. know if you know this about <laughs> Right, it would only be if the guy at, at the strip club was blind <laughs> that his dog would have to make it rain. Right. So it needs work. That's what I'm saying. Russ, where are you? <laughs> Come on, Russ, at Woody and Wilcox on Twitter. Woody takes one like joke that starts out probably okay and then just uses it over and over and over. And some, and Have often you heard the show, the right, Chelsea? But, but, I mean, not in the right context. Well, right. If you're talking about the Chinese food thing, yeah, that was that yeah, ran its course. Although The, the tiny know. gold chains on anything Italian. Anything. <laughs> a car, a bee, anything. Those are okay. Those are better than the Chinese food joke. And the dog thing is... Pretty damn good. <laughs> but it's because it's only about once right. every year and a half and everybody forgets. Like if our show would be so good if it was only on once a year. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually 100% <laughs> Uh, so I guess, uh, I don't know what the point of that was. I guess it is, uh, feel free to please edit and fine tune any jokes that you hear. Uh, on Twitter at Woody and Wilcox. Beer Club Brandon giving it a shot. You can always tell the freshly shaved cat because he has a little talcum powder around the edges. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're working on it. Russ will get back to you on that one, Brandon. <laughs> the Woody and Wilcox Show. What did we learn today on the Woody and Wilcox Show? Nothing. I wouldn't say that. We learned the term flaming purse. That's not a euphemism for something. You'll have to check the podcast for that one. We learned that if you find a hair in your burger, uh, threatening to blow up the Burger King is probably not the right way to handle that. It's only a threat if you don't do it. Nope, it's still a threat. Uh, we, of course, uh, learned, and thanks to everybody who gave us the heads up, that uh, former Michigan tight end Jake Butt was drafted in the fifth round by the Denver Broncos over the weekend. Therefore, leading to a great, hopefully, long career in the NFL where we'll get to hear a lot about but the tight end and all of his exploits on Fun With Football Audio. We heard that peacock fistfights are a thing. First rule of peacock fistfights is, I don't know, I haven't seen that movie. We learned that you can have hazing in an all-men's acapella group. Including putting Icy Hot on the genitals and forcing people to run up and down a street and then eat food. Whatever. <laughs> it's a different kind of hazing than I'm familiar with, but apparently it's a thing. Huge news today. Both of these were probably the biggest stories. Uh, cilantro was named the Herb of the Year for 2017 already. And Ryan Seacrest was named as the, or do I have it backwards? Was Cilantro named as Kelly Ripa's new <laughs> co-host and Ryan How Seacrest was you. the Herb of the Year? Ryan Seacrest is a national treasure. Is he Canadian? No, he's, he's from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> we rehashed a lot of uh, fun jokes about dogs. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm not even going to go back into it. Let's save it for once every 18 months. Something about blind strippers. Uh, you can find that on the podcast. I'm not going to bore you with the details here. That'll be the first time. Speaking of blind strippers, didn't we learn about the Hooters changing their uniforms? We did, although not here in this country. So Hooters is apparently expanding in Asia where they will have, quote, more family-friendly uniforms. Not blind, though. A a part of which will uh, include thicker stockings. (laughs) Wilcox needs to go over there to check it out. thicker with a T-H. I'm not saying sicker, like, oh, man, those stockings are sick. I'm saying thicker. Please don't ever use that phrase again. Nope. <laughs> so all of that is available on the podcast. Woody and Wilcox channel of iHeartRadio. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, intern Dave, is there anything you'd like to add to the show today? Lord knows we need it. Uh, another great show, guys. It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. Everyone in this room is now dumber. Not for a second have I even dwelled on the fact that the show's over. I don't, uh... It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I don't, uh, think about it. I, I try not to think about it, and therefore I, you know, don't... Why don't you stop talking for a while? Because it's a very healthy way to deal with something that is very ultimately not that important in the long run. It's not... Not, uh, not important at all. Ian Wilcox Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.